Did you notice the words in the Psalm today? David said, you restored my life as I was going down to the pit. What? <laughs> I couldn't believe that. It, it's as I was going down, not after I hit rock bottom and was on my way up. No, God restores us as we are going down. And, and this certainly isn't what I would have expected. It's absolutely counterintuitive. I thought God might meet us after we turned things around, uh, after we repented, to use the church term, but uh, apparently that's not how it is. God meets us on the way down. So let's talk about that on the way down for a minute. Failure, right? Uh, divorce, addiction, business failures, moral failures, doing things I shouldn't and not doing things I should, uh, fear of taking a stand, that's my short list without giving you all the gory details. And um, I, I'm guessing if you're human, you may share a couple of items on this list. Uh, you know, failure is a part of life. Uh, no one likes it, of course. And there, there are different reasons for it. Um, sometimes it's the result of our own poor choices. And sometimes though, life just presents challenges that are beyond our control. Maybe we were able to rise above those circumstances, and maybe at other times our response is less than ideal. Even worse than failing, though, is, is getting stuck where we are and not moving forward. I don't know why we get stuck. Uh, maybe it's because we feel like we can't possibly be worthy of love, uh, future success, or redemption. It's not a good place to be, and it's certainly not a place where God wants us to be. We can't be the person God created us to be when we get stuck. And I think Peter may have been in danger of getting stuck. When Jesus was executed, Peter's dreams of being part of the new kingdom, at least the kingdom as he understood it, are, are completely destroyed. On top of that, Peter denied Jesus three times, just as predicted. When all of this happens, we read that Peter wept bitterly. His hopes and dreams are shattered, and he's betrayed his friend and mentor. Now we, receive, we see him returning to his old profession, probably in hopes of forgetting everything that happened in the last three years. It seems like he's ready to settle for what he knows and what is comfortable. And that's often what we do when we get stuck, right? We, we retreat uh, to what we know and, and we stay there and just settle. In spite of this, when John tells him that it's Jesus on the shore, Peter drops everything and swims as quickly as he can to him. Everyone else takes the slow route and takes the boat not Peter. And it's, it's a good lesson for us. When things seem hopeless, it's good to know that we have a God who is love, pure love. And when times are difficult, we need to turn toward that love, even though everything in our being may be telling us that we can't. There is no judgment in love. When Peter does this, though, uh, Jesus doesn't just embrace him and make him feel better. Instead, Jesus meets him on the way down. 
and affords him the opportunity to give words to his failure by asking him to reaffirm his love three times. I like the way Desmond Tutu explained it in the book we read during Lent called uh, Made for Goodness. He said in this book, in speaking the truth of our pain, we start to collect the memories of what we have done or experienced. When we retell our stories, we can be heard into healing. We can be heard back to wholeness, back to goodness, back home to ourselves. That's why counseling, 12-step programs, and even journaling work. And, and that seems to be what's happening here with Peter. Jesus is with him, talking him through the pain in order to restore him to wholeness. There's something radically different about um, coming face to face with our mistakes before God and, and still being loved. Um, it's not something we can experience ever, anywhere else, really. And uh, it's probably why the brokenness before God transforms us dramatically. Well, the readings today made me realize that, that failure or sin or, or just living in a manner that is incongruent with who we were created to be is all a part, an important part, of an epic journey. It's certainly not a fun part, but it is crucial to our journey. Uh, I, are you familiar with the, the writer's plot of the hero's journey, uh, the archetype of the hero? Uh, basically, it goes like this. Uh, a person is called out on a very specific adventure that is unique to them. Along the way, they run into, the, into obstacles that test them and cause them to stumble. They fail in many ways and may even consider giving up on the journey, but something keeps them going. Maybe a friend they meet, circumstances that seem coincidental but are divinely appointed, or just internal grit. After they manage to overcome their struggles, they accomplish what they set out to do. They emerge victorious and become a hero. You've probably seen a lot of stories that use this hero journey as their plot. Uh, many Disney movies, uh, the Marvel characters, and even classics like The Hobbit are all examples of the hero's journey. And Peter's story is no different. The part we read about today seems to be a turning point for him. He originally agreed to follow Jesus on his mission, but then he faces trials, and he fails. Now he considers giving up. When he's restored by Jesus, though, he goes on to become a hero of the faith and a pillar of the church. It's a classic hero's journey. And I've always looked at Peter with amazement and awe at what God did in his life. But the truth is, God is waiting to accomplish fantastic works through all of us. We are all created to be heroes. God created us in the image of love and gave us all a mission to live out our design by loving one another. It's a simple mission, but definitely not an easy one. So we share the same mission, but our journey to fulfill that mission is as unique as we are. We each have gifts, talents, and passions that are to be used to live out that purpose. 
And it requires courage because we will face obstacles, trials, and challenges along the way. And failure is most certainly guaranteed. So don't be surprised when it comes. You know, it reminds me of the ad that Ernest Shackleton supposedly ran in the early 1900s in search of recruits for the Antarctic. Uh, it supposedly read, and nobody's seen it actually, but uh, the, the rumor has it that it read, men wanted for hazardous journey, low wages, bitter cold, long hours of complete darkness, safe return doubtful, honor and recognition in event of success. And rumor has it that he had more recruits than he could take. Because it turns out people crave adventure. We want our lives to have meaning. Um, but purpose and meaning are not just handed to us without a struggle. Failure happens. So take a risk. Be the hero God created you to be. Allow Jesus to help you overcome the trials along the way. And unlike the benefits on Shackleton's journey, uh, success on our own faith journey will probably not result in honor or recognition. There may not be any wages worth talking about. However, should we choose to join Jesus and engage in this mission of love and good deeds? And should we choose to recognize failure not as the end, but as a necessary part of that mission? then we will find fulfillment. We will find joy and we will find rest for our souls.